you know, pornography fuels trafficking because most of the women that I've interviewed, and I've interviewed a lot of women, they say that the men will come to them with their phone, showing them an image and say, I want you to do this. They'll say, I want you to do this. And they show them what they want them to do right on their phone. And the issue with this, Sarah, is many of these people that you think are like enjoying it, uh, watching like them having sex together, they're most, a lot of these people, according to statistics and interviews I've done, are being trafficked and they're literally being raped on camera. Raped. Wow, see, because the thing is, as you think about something in your mind, that's what you become. So what, what we're going to break it is by that that's not, men are not called to be pimps, pirates, or pawns, but princes and kings. Women are called to be whole, hoes, but holy. And so that really flipped my mind to say, okay, we have to look at it from that standpoint of we are going to show them that this is what you're called for. Did you know that over 900 plus diseases are simply due to nutrition? That problems such as heartburn, insomnia, asthma, infertility, dementia, Alzheimer's, thyroid disease, and so many more can be solved if you just correct your mineral or vitamin deficiencies? Controlyourhealth.care has answers for you for these ailments and so many more that is based on decades of research, including over 26,000 autopsies, 10 million blood chemistries by over 15,000 holistic doctors and scientists. You will see how the right, highly absorbable nutrients that your body is craving will make a huge difference in how you feel. Start now on a journey towards superior health that will literally change your life. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Dr. Mary Crawley coming to the program, and I got to tell you, she is the real deal. She has a ministry that does really good work. She goes out and actually works with the youth, works with women who've been trafficked, and isn't afraid to go there. And, and that's what we need. We need beautiful people who have love in their heart, who are not afraid to go and work with the people who need it the most. That's what Jesus did. He wasn't afraid to go in with the lepers. Remember that story? He wasn't afraid to go help those who were the most in need. And that's what Mary does. And I just love her. She's such a beautiful person. You'll be able to tell when you, we talk and you hear this interview how great she is. But before I get into this, this interview, which, you know, she turns a really dark subject into something that is uplifting because she always wants to end everything and turn it into uplifting. Because otherwise, if we dwell in the darkness, we can't get out. And that's what I try. I always try to look for solutions. But without knowing what really is happening, it's hard to look for solutions. And people want to hide their, you know, put their head in the sand. But let me tell you what some of these crazy things are. And yes, they're crazy what these people are doing now. Debauchery and evil, they're trying to normalize it in society. It's really incredible. And don't be mistaken. This is uh, deliberately here to mess up our culture. Yes, there are crazy people that really believe it, but they are doing this on purpose. Now let's talk about some of these things that have been, they've been trying to put through with legislation. Of course, we've heard of the abortion up to 28 days. We have three states now, Maryland, California, and Virginia, which thank God the legislation didn't go through. They're trying to allow the killing of infants 
up to 28 days. And they're saying it's just for extreme circumstances. This is really rare when the child is, you know, very ill and they're going to suffer incredibly if we don't do this. But that's not the way these laws are written. The laws are written that allows them to do this under any circumstance. And mothers can sue police departments if they take actions on them. So their BS doesn't stand if the law is actually written that way. Of course, they do their propaganda, so people believe it is, but it's just not true. And what I'm hearing is their long-term goal is to allow killing up to two years old. Yes, they are seriously doing this. It's because the crazy Marxists, the really, really extreme ones, they don't see younger children as a value to the greater society. Like they don't see the elderly as a value to the greater society. It's just pure evil. And we saw that in action with the nursing homes in multiple states. They just want to take them out. It's awful. Okay, the next thing, this is crazy. And this is not because if you're listening to this tomorrow, this happened today, it's March 31st. So if you're listening on April 1st, this is not April Fool's Day. This actually came out of the White House. And the White House is encouraging gender reassignment surgery, puberty blockers, and hormone therapy for transgender minors. Imagine changing a 10-year-old person, girl, boy, whatever, they will never be able to reproduce again. How does a 10-year-old child really know? They don't. It's flat-out child abuse. And because people who are sane knows it's child abuse, their propaganda units, the Department of Health and Human Services document and their spin masters propaganda horror media coming out and backing what they're saying, but they're saying providing, this is a quote, Providing gender-affirming care is neither child maltreatment nor malpractice. The child welfare system in the U.S., charged with improving the overall health and well-being of our nation's children and families, should not be used to deny, deny care or separate families working to make the best decisions for the children's well-being. There is no scientific sound research showing negative impacts from providing gender-affirming care, and that that's the end of their quote, but BS, there is scientifically sound research. These guys are lying. We've caught them lying for years about COVID now. We know they're lying when there's perfectly good treatments and they're allowing people to die. They're lying. They're lying about this. They're lying about that. So do not take their anything they say at face value because we know they're lying. And of course, they've been trying to normalize pedophilia for years. They're, what they're doing is they're claiming a pedophile is just another sexual orientation. USA Today in a recent story claimed pedophilia was determined in the womb. So they're trying to say it's not their fault that they're pedophiles. But with that logic, rapists and murderers could be determined in the womb too, and we just don't understand them. We should be more empathetic. <laughs> so, I mean, the logic is flawed, right? I mean, having sex with a young child is rape, and that's, it's, violence. It's violence to a young person. It's violence to their mind. And the fact that anyone normalizes it is a very sad state of affairs. They're going to try to do that. Of course, they're not going to get away with it with us here trying to make a difference, people who are trying to tell the truth. But you know what? They're attacking us on all angles. And that's why it is more important than ever to protect our free speech because anybody who is telling the truth authentically, 
telling the truth. We're not spinning things, making things seem like they're one way so that, you know, we're, we're doing this mind shift on you. You know, it's science. Pedophiles are science in the womb and we've proved that. Oh, that's BS, but it sounds good. We're not spinning things. We're authentically telling the truth, but anybody who does that and does it on a regular basis, we're canceled. We're shut down. And that's what we've been seeing. And what that does is leave room for the propaganda networks to blanket society with their BS to destroy our culture. And these guys are clearly in partnership with big tech, you know, with government, big tech, all these hardcore extreme Marxists. It's a global reset, the World Economic Forum. They want to destroy the United States. That is why it's more important than ever to defending our free speech campaign. Our lawsuit against Google is moving forward, and we have to put a stop to this. We just do. I'm not going to give up on this. I'm going to keep fighting. We have officially, yay, submitted our Ninth Circuit appeal in the court, and you can now read it at sarahwestell.com. I wrote an article about the suit and included the latest legislation. You scroll down and see the whole um, thing that was submitted. The title of the article is Journalists Take on Google slash YouTube Censorship Claim Violation of First Amendment Due to Blatant Government Coercion and Big Tech Partnership. Also, while you're there, don't forget to donate if you have not done so already. We are still needing funds to fund this leg of the suit. We're getting a lot closer. I feel so good because we've had some checks come in privately, not on Give, Send, Go. So we're getting closer, but we still need some more. So if you have not donated please take the time and donate. I know everybody's asking for money. I know, but this is our first amendment. And this is, we are sitting in a position. We are one of the first ones forward. We have a great case. Our attorneys are really good. And we have a good possibility to make it to the Supreme Court. And that's what we're trying to do. So please take the time and donate to this cause if you can. I don't want those who can't afford basic food and necessities to donate. But if you have a little bit of extra, please put in $20 or whatever you can to help us get to our finish line. But while you're at SarahWestle.com, I also posted an article about Representative Madison Cawthorn. He talked about how he was invited to a sexual orgy by other legislators that he said he had previously respected. They were doing drugs and cocaine, and it was like a scene out of the Hollywood movie. And, you know, I was telling people for years, we have in me and many others, that politicians and uh, CEOs and anybody they want to blackmail, they're at extreme risk of being compromised in D.C. CEOs are at extreme risk if you're a big corporation. I don't think you can even get into a lot of these major corporations anymore unless they figure out how to blackmail you. But hopefully more of these politicians and people will come out and tell the truth. Good for Cawthorn for telling the truth. you got to read that article and share it. Give him a big pat on the back. Those of you who are in a state should really support this guy because he's coming out and telling the truth on that one. Also, while you're there, be sure to get the contact information for Miles Franklin if you have not purchased your silver or gold yet. This is not just an ad. I am not just saying this because I, I uh, help support the company. I am telling you, I am getting messages behind the scenes that large spikes of inflation are going to be occurring. I don't know when, I don't know how much, but I'm hearing as, as much as like 25% inflationary spikes overnight that will devalue the dollar. And the only hedge against that is having silver 
or gold. If you can afford gold, most people silver, you can buy bread and things with it. I mean, it's important that you have this. It's an insurance policy. I'm hearing that the timing, you know, nobody's ever correct on this timing, but I'm hearing it happen in April. But regardless, you need to have some of this and it's insurance. You can get yours. You can email Miles Franklin info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent you. Andy Sheckman, who is the president of Miles Franklin, he guarantees me that you will get the best prices in the country and their normal great service if you tell them Sarah sent you. So do that. And I got to tell you, I've been buying silver and gold from Andy for many years now, and they are just wonderful. Once you get set up, it's the easiest thing to do. And I, I they're going to be having an online system up pretty shortly if they don't have it up already. So look for that as well. But this is really important. And I got to tell you, I am feel a lot more comfortable that I can weather the storm and whatever happens. I don't have as much as I really want. You know, I don't have a million dollars in gold and silver sitting there, but I at least know that I can weather the storm and it, it, to any dollar event that may happen. So I think that's really important. And I want you to be able to do that as well. Okay. And so while you're also at my website, sign up for my newsletter, do that, share it with others. Yeah. When you get my newsletter, share it with your group, share it where you can. I really appreciate that. And let's get into this awesome conversation with the great Dr. Mary Crawley. Hi, Mary. We got the we got the great Mary Crawley here. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good to see you. Yes, I am excited to have you on. I've been on your show a couple times and your show is just doing amazing, but you have a ministry and you've been covering child trafficking. You've been helping pe- women and trafficking victims you know, in this country and around the world, so many people respect you. And I'm so glad that you're out there doing what you're doing. And today's topic is going to be so important to get out there. We're going to talk about pornography and how it's affecting the minds of our children and of adults. And can you first though, talk about how you got into this whole trafficking? I know we first met through Jimmy Boots, which was interesting. But how did you first get into this whole world of human trafficking, pedophilia, and the like? Well, thank you, Sarah. It's great to be on the program today. I really respect you and your work and the content that you've put out and created. And many of us have all been under the the mainstream media, as as you know, has has tried to deplatform and uh, put a lot of people like we're we don't have the reach we used to, but so it's like guacamole, you know, we're just popping up everywhere. So (laughs) they can't stop us. And we're going to continue to get the narrative and the word out there to help the people. Well, what happened with me in regards to uh, this topic, I've been doing interviews. Um, I had a studio and I was doing a number of things in the studio and I'd be interviewing certain people. And, um, you know, one day I had a, you know, a show on and I got a, an email from a guy named Tony Nassif. And, uh, you know, he was working with Noreen Gosh. And oh, Noreen yeah. Gosh was the mother of Johnny Gosh, who got abducted in 1982 out of Des Moines, you know, uh, you know out of Des Moines. And, yeah. you know, I remember seeing years ago, you know, like him, he was the first, you know, kid on the milk carton, you know, and they used to put kids on milk cartons. I don't know if they still do, you know, have you seen me and things like that. And so, I ended up interviewing uh, Tony and I just got, kind of started going down this rabbit hole. More and more people I interviewed, there was a thread 
that ran through that were, you know, somehow they got involved with, you know, maybe they were a girl. And I, I know one of the girls that I've interviewed named Heather Veach, um, you know, she ended up becoming, got into porn, but it started out where she was um, just working in Hooters. And little by little, it's kind of like the old saying, like, you know, put the frog in the tepid water and yeah. slowly turn it up. And before you know, you know, the frog is, is boiled. And that's what, you know, I believe pornography and, and a lot of these different, you know, things like the pornography is doing to our culture. It's, um, it's the pornification and the seductions of a culture. And so as I started going down this rabbit hole, um, I, I really felt that I was supposed to do a documentary on sex trafficking. And I went over to Thailand with a videographer and a team of people that had an organization called Justice Speaks working you know, in the Northern province because a lot of these traffickers would go up to these poor villages in Northern Thailand and lure these, their parents you know, to get their kids to come work down there supposedly like in a hotel or something else. But in, an, in actuality, they were grooming them to, to traffic them. And so when I came home from that journey, when I was in prayer one day, Sarah, I heard God speak to me and he speaks to you in a still small voice you know, for those of you who really don't understand that wheelhouse, um, he said to me, I don't want you to cover Thailand. He goes, I want you to focus on America. And that's how I went down that rabbit hole. I just started interviewing different stories and people and we're doing a six part series. And the second part of that series is how porn fuels trafficking. Well, and let's talk about that because as you get more and more into trafficking, these it's rabbit holes all over the place, and you realize that pornography, that whole industry is a cesspool, but there's more than grooming kids and grooming people. It also, a lot of them are traffic victims, which I want you to talk about, but I also want to talk about how it affects the minds of people. So first, can you talk about who these traffic victims are and how they get them to even do it? And then how does it affect the minds of people? Well, I always like to talk in stories because that's even what Jesus did. He talked in parables because people can wrap their minds around a story or just to give data or content. Sometimes it just kind of, it's just a statistic. But when you tell a story, it's about a real person. Um, when I came back, you know, and I started, you know, looking to, to do this documentary on trafficking, um, I was introduced to a girl. I was actually at an event and she was one of the speakers that got up and shared about her story. And um, she's actually in my film. She's one of the main people in my film that we interview. Her name's Ashley. And she was you know, living in Los Angeles and she was 14 years old because the average victim of child sex trafficking is between 12 and 14 years old. I've interviewed the district attorney of Orange County in 2018, Tony Rakakis. He was 20 years the DA and Orange County is the richest, largest county really in, in, in America. It's, it's the county that Disneyland is in. And uh, when I interviewed him, those are statistics he told me. But when I sat down with Ashley, her story- Can I ask you a question for a second? Why is it that they like these young girls so much more? I probably know the answer. I do know the answers, but I want to hear you say it. Well, because, you know, they can groom them, they're, they're vulnerable, you know, they're usually they're, they're fearful. And what, what happened with Ashley's story, I mean, 
what, what, you know, Tony told me, he said that four women or there's boys that are trafficked as well can bring in a million dollars tax free. So I think they're vulnerable and they can be manipulated and shaped uh, into yeah. what they, they want them to be. And they can, you know, be, you know, they can use them for, for several years where they can. Well, and also don't the, don't want a lot of the traffickers like young, I mean, they're pedophiles, a lot of them. Right. A lot of them are pedophiles. And the, the issue with pornography, just like with, you know, any type of, you know, you look at alcoholism, you know, or anything like that, it doesn't start out where you start, you're addicted hardcore. It starts out, you just start looking at it. And then as you go down that hole, it gets more and more perverted where you know, mm -hmm. instead of now just watching porn, you want to see it a little bit, you know, a lot, a little younger, a little bit more rougher. Um, yes. it, it just becomes more perverted. But just going back to Ashley's story briefly. So what happened was Ashley one night was invited over to spend the night at a girlfriend's house down the street, which she did. And, you know, the friend she was staying at said, you know, Ashley, hey, there's a party that let's sneak out. And they did it was maybe a few blocks away. Now that was wrong. They shouldn't have sneaked out, but that's, you know, kids will do that. It's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they snuck out and they were at this party and this girl, her friend was, you know, in the other room with, I don't know what they were doing there. She was with another gentleman and this tall, dark and handsome, you know, guy comes up to Ashley and starts, they call it grooming, started telling her what she wanted to hear. Oh, you're so beautiful. And she is beautiful. She is an Italian looking girl, long, dark hair, very pretty. And, you know, told her what she wanted to hear. And basically, you know, they started going out. Now, if somebody would have come to my house, like, because I think this guy was maybe 19 or something, and she was 14. Oh, geez. Up in a BMW. I mean, I would have immediately said, you know, no way, Jose, you know, you're not coming over here. But in these parents, I guess she said they're great parents. They're still married today. They were just very naive, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. She started going out with this guy and she said they were having fun. And one day, he looked at her in the park. Well, let me tell you this story. She said, one day he took me up on this hill and there was these beautiful houses and, and just like Satan did this to, to Jesus. <laughs> he said, look at this house. One day you're going to have a house like this. And where she just said, I felt like I was a fairy tale princess in a Disney movie. And one day in the park, wherever they were, Sarah, he looked at her and he slapped her in the face and he said, you're going to work for me now. And if you say anything, we will kill your family and we'll kill your parents. So basically he went from being this kind person to like on a dime changing. Yes. And Ugh. see, he was being groomed by two older men who, you know, really were grooming him. Mm. So one of the series in my docuseries is, you know, the, on the pimps. Because these pimps were at one time little children too. What makes them yes. become traffickers? You know, and oftentimes yes. they're groomed by the people that are around them. So, um, but, but so what happened was, she, you know, Ashley went on to tell her story about how, you know, here she'd be living a double life. She was going to school, she was getting good grades, but then, uh, you know, she was having to, you know, go into these hotel rooms, you know, she wasn't walking the streets or they call it walking the track. They'd have her in hotel rooms and she even started stripping in a, in a nightclub, Hollywood nightclub. Oh, geez. And um, she eventually got pregnant 
And she was like, I think around 17. And she went and had lunch with a girlfriend who she hadn't talked to in a long time, who was a Christian, told her what was going on with her story. I think she hadn't really told anybody because it's part of the problem. You keep these secrets in darkness and because um, you're ashamed. Yeah, you're ashamed. And so she told this gal and the girlfriend kind of reached over and, and touched her hand. And she said, Jesus is there for you. I'm going to pray for you, Ashley. And she went that night to the strip club. This is a really amazing story. I always almost cry when I, I tell it. She said she was in the strip club in the dirtiest, darkest place, just kind of putting on her garter belts and looking in the mirror one last, you know, little glance to see if everything was, was, you know, she looked good. Yeah. And she said, I saw, like she said, I don't know how you can really explain it. But she said, Mary, I felt God was looking at me in the mirror. And she said, I felt like this father was looking at me with such love and compassion. And he wasn't like looking at me like I was some dirty, evil person, but that I was loving. He was so loving. You can go. Like, it's almost like it was okay. You don't have to do this anymore. And she said, like, the spell broke. She was able to flee the, the, um, the strip club. And for two weeks, you know, she went somewhere, I don't know where, but when she came back, um, her trafficker, his name was Joe, ended up, I guess his two pimps that were grooming him ended up getting busted by the feds and they were in prison. And he was so afraid that he actually left the trafficking. And, um, you know, today, let me tell you this, Ashley is, um, she's got a bridal store in Orange County, California. She's engaged to be married. Her daughter is about 13 years old and her daughter now is actually sees the, the father and, you know, they all have a good relationship. And, you know, I always say God can turn your scars into stars. And so there is light at the end of the tunnel for any of you who are watching that maybe are in a situation that you are being coerced or trafficked or doing things against your will. Um, there is a way of escape. Well, that's such a beautiful story because it gave her the, it not only gave her the confidence, but it, he, this voice told her that she was going to be safe and it was the right time. And it was, which is incredible. Well, you know, God answers prayers. And, you know, even if you're not a Christian or believer, it's like, there's something, I mean, Jesus prayed. I mean, he would get up early and pray and he communed with his father, God. And so we have a father and he loves us. And that's the situation in the world. You know, there's also a demonic, you know, there is Satan. And, and that's why people actually, a lot of times, Sarah, don't want to listen about this subject because they almost think if they hear about it, it's going to affect them. But listen, we have to understand what's going on right now. We like, do. Yes. Trafficking, like it's, it's the number one moneymaker. Uh, it actually has surpassed drug trafficking. And that's why a lot of these, you know, demonic, the deep state cabal, you know, Epstein, a lot of these things, they get a lot of their, their money sources through trafficking these children globally. And yes. you know, it, it goes up to the highest levels. Going back to the Johnny Gosh story, Sarah, um, when I interviewed Noreen Gosh, there was uh, Tony Nassif had a foundation called Preventing Abuse. And Noreen was actually at that convention or that conference in LA. I had my cameraman and myself went out there and she told me the story about Johnny, you know, for 12 years, she was looking for him. She had to hire a private investigator because the police really didn't do much. 
uh, in her town. And often, yeah, yeah, as sad as this is, and we both interviewed James Rostein or Jimmy Boots, the 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 police can be involved. A lot of yeah. pedophiles have this network of high level judges, high level police, high level people in in all these different spheres of influence. And so she told me this story. Um, she said, after 12 years, I finally went on the Lisa Gibbons show. Remember Lisa Gibbons? Yep, yep. So I went on that show and I told the story of Johnny. They were doing programs on kids that hadn't been recovered yet. She shared her story. And at the end of the show, she said, Johnny, your father and I are no longer married. We got divorced. We're no longer living in the house that you were abducted from. But she said, my address is in the Des Moines phone book. Johnny, please come home. So Sarah, she tells me this story. This is another, you know, like tearjerker story for me. Yeah. Three months later, middle of the night, knock at the door. She looks out the peephole and she hears a voice said, mom, it's me, Johnny. Oh, geez. And she opened the door and there he was. Can you imagine now he's in his twenties, a grown man. And, and he's with another boy about his age. And he comes into her bedroom and sits on her bed. He said, mom, I was abducted by an elite pedophile ring that goes up to the highest levels of government, entertainment, and business. And he said, I was bought by a guy named the Colonel in Colorado. Um, you know, because back in the day, you know, Sarah, they used to, I, they saw people like months prior taking pictures of kids. This was yeah. probably before the internet. So some guy picked him. And, you know, I, I can go into this story. I want to, we're going to talk more on the porn uh, topic, but. This is kind of building. No, this is interesting. Keep going on this because this is interesting. Yeah. And so, you know, he literally said somebody picked him. He got abducted. And, um, you know, he said, Mom, I eventually escaped. And he said, I was being harbored by First Nations, uh, you know, in a native, you know, First Nations or Indian reservations have their own police force. They were they were protecting him. Oh, yeah. In fact, Red Lake, Minnesota. Well, the, the Indian reservations, they're so used to it. And there's some dirty Indian people too, obviously, but their, their people are more trafficked than anyone and because they're not um, tracked by the FBI stats. So they can get away with doing more without the, the Americans knowing about it. So that is so beautiful, but keep going. Well, you know, Kevin Arnett and his story about, you know, we, you, oh, yes. you gave me his information but watching what he's done and all those you know you know buried graves of all those you know native oh yes indian children yeah it was horrible so bottom line is johnny told you know his mom that i've got to stay hidden because they'll kill me and they'll kill you too mom and so these people are diabolical i mean there's so many you look at the clinton body count i mean it's proven that the clintons have been involved with this, with this trafficking, you know, you see what happened in Haiti where that, you know, what was her name? Laura Silsby. Yep. Trying to get those kids out of Haiti. And they, they found out they were, be, they, she was trying to actually get them out of Haiti to traffic them more than likely. And wasn't she working with Amber Alert or something? Yes. She changed her name and then started working with one of those organizations. So a lot of those organizations aren't what people think they are. It's really sad. They end up being fronts. Well, right. And that's what, you know, I was listening to, to Kathy O'Brien um, the other day in a program and she'd been, you know, her father was a pedophile and see this run mm. families many times. 
yes. runs in these families. And so the kids are victimized and then they end up growing up and, and abusing. It's kind of like a cycle of abuse until it's broken. Mm-hmm. So um, Johnny Gosh, I mean, he's stayed hidden, but I, I know that, you know, he's out there. I share his story a lot because there's many mothers and, you know, fathers out there that you need to be aware of what's happening in our country and how this pornography is fueling trafficking. And they're trying to actually get our kids addicted at a young age, as, as young as eight years old. Oh, they're trying to, what they're doing, Sarah, is I've heard this from several people, they're breaking in, you know, the kids often now have these iPad, iPads they use. Yep. Um, I've talked to three people I know that said their child or one of this, these people actually was a nanny for, you know, an autistic uh, kid who was around nine or 10. And uh, all of a sudden he was working on his homework and there was hardcore porn that broke in on his iPod, iPad. And he went and showed her and that's what they're doing. They're trying to get these kids addicted at a very young age. So once they get addicted at that young, then it, it creates something in their brain that actually it, 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 it um, does something in the brain that where you make goal making decisions and goals, it, it attacks that part of the brain. So it actually will change the chemistry of, of your mind for these kids. And Well, and they can't, they can't get um, aroused, if you will, by just normal women are normal people anymore. Right. And so it causes women to young girls to want to compete with that because that's human nature. And then it causes them to act like kind of prostitutish. Right. I mean, it just changes everything. Named Veronica. And she's also in my um, trafficking movie. She told me a story about how she had been molested when she was younger. And then she got into some, you know, situations and eventually got free but now she actually goes to like colleges and schools and and teaches and she told me that the average age of erectile dysfunction or ed is 30 years old and oh my god like what and she said yes what happens is when these kids get addicted to porn which many 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 people are because it used to be back in the day you know when we were growing up i mean you had to go into a store like to get a playboy or Usually it was behind the counter and, you know, yep. you would see these in, but now, or you'd have to go into like a triple X theater, you know, always wonder who would see me or something like that. I don't know if you remember, remember when Pee Wee Herman ended up getting busted? Yes. Yeah. X theater. And, and it was like all over the news and it was. Oh yeah. Horrible. What did he do to somebody? That's the point. What happened? How did he get caught? But I think anyway. he was just like excuse the verbiage, I think it was just masturbating or something in, in the seat. And I, I, it sounds like a setup to me, but. That's what it does to me too. Like there was something else there. Now, the, back then I didn't know it was a setup, but now the more I know, I'm like, right. ah, I know what people do. So how did he get caught doing that? But anyways. Well, so what she was telling me though, is Veronica, that what happens is it starts luring you in and and now, now it's not just boys that get addicted. It's now it's 30% of girls that are addicted mm-hmm. to pornography as well, because they're changing the type of porn too. So it'll be more of a romantic story. Uh, mm-hmm. Many women have been addicted to those romance novels. They, they kind of call it the, I mean, I'm not saying it's horrible, but I mean, it was kind of like women's porn. They, they read these romance novels 
And then, uh, you know, and so I think they're trying to make these, the new porn for women more of a story other than just kind of a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you know, deal that some of the porn sites are, but it's very addictive. In fact, now in the, in the, the hotel rooms and things, um, you know, people can go in there and watch porn and nobody's gonna know. You've got your phone that, you know, like everybody's got one of these phones <clears throat> and now it's, it's so easy, you know, like you can click on a link <laughs> and it's porn. You know, you're not even realized what you're clicking on. And the next thing you see is this images of, you know, people, you know, having intimate relations when in essence that that's not meant to be. God never created it uh, for us to watch it on a screen. And the issue with this, Sarah, is many of these people that you think are like enjoying it, uh, watching like them having sex together. They're most, a lot of these people, according to statistics and interviews I've done, are being trafficked and they're literally being raped on camera raped oh geez okay so you're watching a rape but people like that really hardcore so they don't realize what they're watching is an actual rape well that's well they're not going to know and oftentimes these these girls are drugged i mean they're oh, I see. people are drugged and they're not they're not wanting to to be on there i interviewed i don't want to say her name but, um, you know, she, she was a pretty well-known, I guess, porn star. And uh, she said, she told some really graphic stuff. She said, no, no, we didn't want to, to do what we're doing. And even I've, I've actually interviewed a couple of guys that were porn stars. And they said that, you know, how they got sucked into it. And uh, they, you know, you think of like, wow, you've got it made being this, you know, this stud and you get to be with all these beautiful women. And they just said that it wasn't what you think it was. It really well, because the men don't they? They have a harder time because they have to perform. It's hard for well, they have to perform, and oftentimes they're on a certain type of drug, you know, too, in order to keep the, they're able to have to maintain a certain length of time. And so you've got cameras all around you, and and it's a set. It's not sexy at all. It's just something that they're doing for money. And, yeah, uh, you know, pornography fuels trafficking. Because most of the women that I've interviewed, and I've interviewed a lot of women, they say that the men will come to them with their phone, showing them an image and say, I want you to do this. They'll say, I want you to do this. And they show them what they want them to do right on their phone. It's usually uh, something they found on a porn movie. Well, yeah, they watch it over and over and over again. And then what happens is then they want to, they want to duplicate what they see. And a lot mm -hmm. of these guys are married, you know, they might have girlfriends, but they, they just think, wow, this is, you know, exciting. And so they start looking of how they can repurchase porn. Yeah. And then they just get, but now the, the, the mind thing where it changes the mental, does it actually change the wiring of these young kids as they're growing up? I mean, they, do they have, you know, cause that technology they found has done that in general, using an iPhone constantly or whatever, but does watching porn actually change your mental wiring? Yeah. According to the people that I've interviewed, it does something to your brain. Now, let me just, you know, just side note this. I believe that anything that God can heal anything because I have so many miracle stories because I don't want, we go down this dark hole and sometimes it can seem so like so dark and evil. And that's why people don't often want to visit it 
because it's almost easier just to kind of like see no evil, hear no evil, that kind of situation. But, you know, it's going to be inevitable that your child will probably see porn and even at a young age, and it will do something to your brain. But, you know, God can change anything just like he did with Ashley's story.